listening to a podcast from Light FM. Good morning, Asha and Terry here with you on what is Hump Day, the middle of the week, and also more importantly, International Women's Day. And we wanted to celebrate by hearing from some very remarkable women about the very remarkable women in their lives. That's right. We caught up with our very good friend to Light FM, Madia Mahmoud, who is the executive director of the Malaysian Communication and Multimedia Content Forum, or CMCF. And here's what she had to say. One of the best lessons I've learned comes from one of the best women I've had the pleasure to know, my mother. She taught me more by her actions than her words that women have the freedom to choose the lifestyle that suits us best. Whether it be being single or married, being a mother or not, pursuing a career or caring for family, we have women who are strong and loud, demanding for equality with men. But we also have women who are comfortable in a submissive role and they don't seek to get equality. We cannot dismiss any of these women because whatever they choose, as long as it's legal and doesn't harm others, it's all good. We really must stop engaging in micro-battles among ourselves, pitting women against each other, because it's essential to recognize that each woman's choices are valid and that supporting each other in our choices is vital. By promoting a culture of support and empowerment, we can create an environment where all women feel valued and empowered to live the life that aligns with our own respective goals and values. And that's what my mom taught me. It's the light breakfast with Asha and Terry. Good morning. It's International Women's Day. And we wanted to celebrate by hearing from some very remarkable women about the remarkable women in their lives. Yes, indeed. We caught up with Tina Moralidaran, a national badminton player, one half of the golden duo in the world of badminton, who with her partner, Perlitan, claimed the French Open title, becoming the first ever Malaysian women's doubles to achieve this feat. And they were gold medalists in the women's doubles and mixed teams event at the 2022 Commonwealth Games. We are speaking to her. Hi everyone, I'm Tina and the most important thing I learned from another woman is to always be nice to everyone even though they don't treat you right. You don't have to treat the same way as they treat you because you're not like them. You're way much better than them and also to always see the positive sides of things even how bad things look. Last but not least, to always be confident and always believe in yourself. And these are the words from my from my mom. This is Tina Moridan, 2022 Commonwealth Games Badminton Women's Double Gold Medalist, wishing all women a very happy International Women's Day. Take care and stay safe. It is the 8th of March. It is Wednesday. It is International Women's Day. Yay! And we want to celebrate by hearing from some remarkable women about their remarkable women. So we caught up with Ga Liu Ying, former national badminton player who consistently ranked among the top 10 mixed doubles players in the world with her partner, Chan Ping Sun. And they ranked as high as world number 3, winning the silver medal at the 2016 Summer Olympics. Here she is right now. Hi everyone, I'm Ga Liu Ying, the badminton Olympic silver medalist. The most powerful woman that I know is Michelle Yeoh. I believe she had paid off all the hard works and went through all the tough moments to have her current amazing achievements. She deserves where she is today. I want to wish all women a very happy International Women's Day. Today it's International Women's Day, so we wanted to celebrate by hearing from some very remarkable women about the very remarkable women in their lives. So we caught up with veteran film producer and managing director of Red Communications, Lena Tan. I think the film industry is really tough. I mean, in that sense, like, I grew up having hardly any role models. I mean, I think my earliest, earliest being a student in the um, 80s was watching Wan Zalehar being a journalist in TV3 and she went scuba diving. I mean, that's my, like, 
wow, a woman on television going scuba diving. It's just that vision of that was empowering enough for me to say, okay, I want to be in television. I want to be, I want to be that. And I think that's what we hope to do to be able to you know, either create role models or just images. And as a young person, a lot of our shows are targeted towards the young because you shape, you know, you watch something, it shapes your mind, your thinking. For me, that was that pivotal moment. I saw like, what's Zaleha going scuba diving on television doing something that is traditionally not like wow that, and she's shooting she's talking very confident that gave me like that's cool that really does sound so cool now we also had a chat with author of multiple books a blogger and activist Marina Mahader I think I would say Arundhati Roy who is both things she's a writer and an activist I mean, she's a wonderful writer. Her book, The God of Small Things, is one of my favorites ever, and it won the Booker Prize and everything. But since then, she's really been using her platform to speak out about many issues, mostly in India. But, you know, there are important issues for, for everyone else, uh, you know, about big dams, about how indigenous tribes are being deprived of their land. And now she's talking about censorship and all the things that are going on in India today. And she's relentless, really, you know. And it's great because she also is able to convey all these ideas in a very, very beautiful way. She writes beautifully. And so I always say when I grow up, I want to be Arundhati Roy, even though she's actually much younger than me. Yeah, age is not a factor when it comes from <laughs> inspiration. Thank you so much, Lena and Marina. It's Yay. International Women's Day. Happy International <laughs> Women's Day. And we wanted to celebrate by hearing from some very remarkable women about the remarkable women in their lives. We caught up with Malaysia's pioneering queen of comedy, theatre director, artiste, and radio mm. host, my friend also, Joanne Kam. So I wonder <laughs> if you can remember... Um, a woman in your life that was perhaps one of the biggest impacts for you, even though you may not have known it then, but looking back on life now? My secondary school teacher in Johor. Okay. Uh, she's uh, no longer here. Uh, bless her soul. Her name is Puan Nolin. She was from Sekolah Menengah Sri Tabra. And I remembered I was coming in from MGS Ipoh to Johor. This was the only school available at that time. Mm-hmm. And she was our English teacher. Mm. And she immediately realized that among everyone in the class, I could actually speak English. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's my evil laugh. <laughs> but you could see like when the right. teacher is like, oh, okay, because that's when I... A good one, a good one. A good one. I can train this. <laughs> so she was also a librarian teacher. So, so... Uh, and I would love to spend time in the library. Mm. And I think I'm the only girl that's allowed to borrow more than two books. We got love books. Mm. And later on, she became poignant in putting me in all the English contests. But of course, I'm the only one that could actually, you know, get involved in the English right. contests. <laughs> oh. It'll be me <laughs> and four other people who's like, uh, 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 and then, uh, yeah, so I w- and she put me in debate team as well, and that's where I first won my best speaker, being a uh, wow. debater, and that propelled my self confidence mm. to be doing what I'm doing now. Wow. Uh, it was like because I've never won anything, you know, I've never won anything, and even in MGS, even though I loved that school, I was never 
the eighth student. Mm-hmm. Right. But of course, and then I came to Sklam, Madagan Street, <laughs> where you have, you know, the Paralehan classes. Paralehan are, are the kids. Uh, remedial like Is it remedial? Yeah, they, a lot of Extra, remedial kids yep, Yeah, yep. a lot of remedial kids, right? And they were from the Chinese school So mm-hmm. so I was the only one that could understand written spoken and spoken English, English okay. as well So she kind of like mentored me mm-hmm. to do Because now she's like, oh, now that I found that this one can do it Now, <laughs> now the school can join every competition in English even though she has to pick three more that like uh uh, uh I lease the lies uh, I lease the lies like that. I love that you were the the gateway to the school to her dreams yeah, of her, her dreams. school <laughs> being able to access stuff. But also, you know, you were the gateway. For she your gave own. me a lot of confidence mm-hmm. in public speaking and also, you know, being at the forefront of like the English society. I was the captain, mm. you know, so mm. I had to, pro- I, I remember when I was captain, one of the things that I got the class to do was to sing Michael Jackson, We Are the World. Wow. wow. Yeah. It's like breakfast with Asha and Terry. It's International Women's Day. We are celebrating by talking to phenomenal women about phenomenal women. Here today with us right now, we've got Stephanie Tia Fidelis, who is 11 years old. She's incredible. She's got fantastic taste in music. She plays like a gazillion instruments, is a singer herself, is so wise for such a little one. And I don't mean any disrespect when I say little little (laughs) one there to you. I wanted to talk to you about the women in your life that have made a huge impact in your in your life so far. Who are they and why are they important? A, a short story of both my mom and dad's family. Mm-hmm. So uh, actually my dad's family is very much into um, sports, playing instruments, singing. And also I think one of my uncles is a very good uh, artist. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I got all of that side from. Right. Okay. And my mom's family on the other hand is very smart. Like my grandma is Because uh, <laughs> dad is not smart. The mom's a smart one in the family. It's okay. I that's all good. Yeah. Actually, um my grandma is a retired lawyer. Oh. And uh, now she's teaching And also she loves to read a lot of books mm-hmm. And also my my uh, mom's father uh, his, uh, Was a very good singer mm-hmm. So talking with my grandma um, She's like the first woman uh, That I, I would look up to mm-hmm. Because in whether like she's smart And she's a lawyer that, that That's one of it The other thing is that she has been very Because my, my mom's dad passed away When they were quite young mm-hmm. So she has been very strong since then and being strong like your hu- about like your pa- your husband passing away is not easy mm-hmm. um but up to now she's still fun and she and even like during all our birthdays when we were young too like she would like uh like organize the games and she mm. would think of things that we would never even think of right. uh, so I think when I grow older to I, I want to be like her right yeah so you you recognized in her the ability to be deep in sorrow but also find the joy in life at yeah. the same time because you're not one or the other you can be both yeah. right that's a powerful lesson and who is the other um, woman you wanted to talk about actually it's my pastor her name is pastor Debbie she's like very pretty very beautiful she is a very good like um model for me to follow in like the christian way because mm. 
her love for God is also very strong. Yet she's also very fun also to be around, and she dances, she sings very well too, and she's I think another the second woman that I would want to be when I grow up too. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were already phenomenal, and now <laughs> I just feel really quite emotional about yeah. what an amazing young woman you are. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stephanie Tia. <laughs> Thank you so much for dropping by and having this conversation with us. <laughs> happy International Women's Day, Asha. How are you feeling? Oh, yes, very happy. I appreciate today. you, Asha, and I love oh, you. I appreciate you, and I love you also, Terry. Oh, and we wanted to celebrate by hearing from some very remarkable women. But in this next case, we had this special guest pop into our studio, and we decided to ask him a question or two about women as well, right, Asha? Yes. A note that Terry said him. Okay. Yeah. And we're asking about women with regards to his job. Dun, dun, dun. Our next guest is our very own transport minister, Anthony Loke. First of all, happy International Women's Day to all women out there. Uh, I know for women, uh, as far as Ministry of Transport is concerned, uh, one important aspect is that uh, we must ensure the safety of women mm. while they are taking public transport. So I know sexual harassment is an issue. Yes. So we will take yeah. all steps to ensure that uh, women feel safe when they take public transport. And we are looking at how to enhance our ladies' coach in our public transport system. And would you be able to share a, a woman who made a big impact in your life? My wife and I have been together for almost uh, 20 years. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. And what is it about her that makes her so incredible to you? She has stood with me for so many years. With a politician, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> MasterChef winner UK 2014 and MasterChef champ of champions is next. She's also an author and co-owner of Ping at Home Chilled Meals. We've got Ping Coombs. My biggest inspiration and the force behind what I do every day, it's uh, my mother who always gives me advice and teach me perseverance. And she teach me something that I think I never thought before. It's mm. uh, content. She said that if you're never content with what uh, you have, right. you will never be happy. So, um, you know, people chase success, you know, but what is success? You know, success could be in many forms. But she said, whatever you do, you need to feel content. And, you know, if you feel content, then you feel happy. Right. And well, I think that's really important because I'm the kind of people who are always chasing the next thing. Mm. I want, I am quite ambitious and I'm, I get bored really easily. And because I'm constantly chasing something, I will never feel fulfilled. And sometimes I feel like I'm too harsh on myself or whether I have achieved enough at my age or, and I'm trying to remember what she said to me is being content. And I think a lot of people in this day and age, they chase a lot of things, but they never feel that contentment. And I think that caused a lot of stress. Mm. Yeah. So I think, you know, I know a lot of people would say their mother, but my mom is very practical and she constantly teaching me new stuff, you know, <laughs> that woman. <laughs> I love that. Now, when was the first time the idea of, being content or finding contentment really hit home to you? Because obviously she's been saying this to you and, and we always go, yeah, yeah, mom, okay, whatever. And, you know, you, you <laughs> kind of park it somewhere in your mind. But for you, when was that moment in your life where 
you suddenly remembered what she was saying and understood what it meant. Can you tell us about that time? Actually, quite recently, since, you know, I've won MasterChef, I've been really busy. You know, I just had my daughter then and I'm trying to build a career. Um, and there was no kind of like a map of like, this is what you should do. Um, so it's kind of like always make it up as I go along kind of thing. And it never say, no one say to you, but what, what is the next step? Is it a restaurant? Is it an accolade? Is it a Michelin star? Is it mm. a whatever that is? So I think all these while I've been trying to do something that I'm happy, but I always felt like I'm lacking something. I mm. felt like I haven't done enough. And, and sometimes that, that does get to me and I take things on other people or I compare myself to my peers and sometimes I would talk to my mother about it and then instead of berating me or she said you know you've got to learn how to be content because mm. if you don't do that you would never be happy look at what you have rather than what you haven't got and that kind of like kind of like a light bulb actually she is right I don't want to compare to myself to other people who has loads. There's always going to be someone better than you. Mm. Always. Yeah. And I think that I can't, I can't chase that. I can't be, you know, the, the first of um, everything. So I, I just got to be content of where I am and take a deep breath and then move to something else if I want to at, at a later stage. Celebrating International Women's Day. It's a light breakfast with Asha and Terry. And right now we are talking to Tiara Jacqueline, who is chief dream maker of the Infinity Creative Universe. And we wanted to ask you about um, the important women in your life could you tell us about one in particular and how she's made such a huge impact in your life youtube ceo susan gosh i'm not even sure if i'm saying her name right wajitsky so she was ceo of youtube for maybe 15 years or, or more and for her I, I can see in her the balance of being a great leader a great boss and a great mom and a great wife all at the same time kind of you know, she makes time for all the things that matter to her. Mm -hmm. In my earlier years of being a career woman, I tried to balance it so hard as well. Now I'm seeing what she does. You know, she she sets aside three hours of her night from dinner onwards to be with her family no matter what, as far as she could. So that's what I used to practice as well. You know, just so I get to balance being a mom and a wife and a career woman at the same time, a businesswoman. I think being a woman, we're always kind of struggling to play all the different roles. And I look up to her to, as someone who might have found that right balance. Yeah, oh, oh she, that system. Saying, yeah. 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 Like uh, Susan believes being a mom makes her better at her job. And she's advocating for 18 weeks paid maternity leave mm. at a company, that kind of thing. So she's she's done some amazing things for women. Can you sort of share with us sort of in perhaps one or two examples of how finding out about her and how she managed things sort of you then sort of translated as something workable into your life? Like you mentioned, you sort of setting aside those three hours as well. Was there? Yeah. So learning from her, I, I'm if I could live my life as a mother all over again, as a mother and a wife and, you know, go back to, to one, I would I would do what she did and try to allocate time for for family. Even if it's three precious hours of your time mm -hmm. in the night, 
having dinner and just checking in with your kids. What did you do at school today? Um, going over their homework, talking about friends, talking about school, just checking in with them. And then when they're in bed, I can check my emails. I can do my research. I can, you know, do things that I that that I need to do. So I would absolutely practice this all over again. I love that. Just to keep that balance. Yeah. Thank you to all of our remarkable women for taking a couple of minutes to chat with us and share their stories, ideas, and, and you know, yeah. mantras even with us. And of course, just a reminder here, listen to this loud and clear. Every woman is remarkable. Absolutely. Full stop. No ifs, no buts, mm. no coconuts. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.